0: Hello and welcome to the Creative Me podcast with your host Ike Headlam. Today on the podcast we have two special guests. We have Adam Coots and Cameron Murrett from 10 Foot Tall Theatre. Um, about the guys, um, 10 Foot Tall are dedicated to bringing unique and quality theatrical experiences to audiences in the north east of Scotland. They aim to break down the formalities associated with the theatre and allow for performances to be accessible for, for all. They also work to establish links with the community communities in the northeast and bring in unheard voices to the area. Thank you guys for coming
1: on the podcast. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. We sound really like professional and cool with our intro. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and now we've just smashed it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, i was looking on you know you guys website and kind of like you know it is a nice little kind of like you know to the point but it's a beautiful bit of introduction i thought okay let's rip that off your website which i do everyone that comes on yeah, no yeah, yeah 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 so um you know thank you guys for coming on the podcast and something that i
1: was kind of be curious about is like how did you guys first meet and how did you get started yeah um, so I do, we get asked this question. We always say, like, because it's true. We met in a in a pub. Yeah. <laughs> um, we we basically met through through a mutual friend. Like mm-hmm. both Cameron and I, at that time, had been um, living in different parts of the country. Like I'd been living in London, you had been touring around here, there, and everywhere: Glasgow, Edinburgh, yeah, London, and um, it was a mutual friend. So I introduced us to each other. We found ourselves back in Aberdeen through one circumstance or another, and like just that we. They were like, oh, there might be somebody similarly minded, like in Aberdeen, you might want to meet up and sort of have a chat and just shoot the breeze and see what's what. So we had a few pints and then like, you know, we just got quite excited about a few ideas quite quickly, didn't we really? Yeah, we started thinking, thinking about what excites us in theatre and things. and um,
2: Yeah, I think we'd been ex- just chatting about our experience of, you know, the last, our last sort of five years prior mm-hmm. to that, how we got to where we are yeah. and what projects we worked on. And then... We found ourselves a couple of pints in at McCamron's talking about, you know, what's going on here in Aberdeen. And mm. then this great idea started to emerge. <laughs> which, yeah.
1: uh, we, we just started getting really fixated on an idea of, you know, bringing together a piece of piece of work. Like, why, why don't we go for it? You know, yeah. uh, not thinking of the pragmatically about the sort of logistics of it or anything like that, just having a desire, like, let's, let's do something, let's do this and, mm-hmm. um, and at that time, we were in and out of uh, like the lemon Tree quite a bit, yeah. uh, the Aberdeen Performing Arts Facility, and uh, just doing various sort of workshop things and acting roles and stuff. And um, we met Leslie Ann Rose there, who was the producer and residence from the Creative Scotland Producers Program at the time. Um, we was just chatting, shooting the breeze with her, probably over a pint as well. I don't know. <laughs> probably a fair few pints into <laughs> that summer, and. Um, <laughs> she just sort of says, well if you want to do this why we you know we're very very lucky to get offered a sort of yeah. little pot of funding to to work at the entry for a, a couple of weeks just exploring ideas and finding how we work together and like whether we we enjoyed that process mm-hmm. and and um, what we felt at the end of it and so there's no pressure to have anything shared at the end just like go through and just see see how you guys work together sort of thing so we, we took it from there mm-hmm. um really didn't we yeah.
2: yeah, and it it just grew from there. Yeah, okay. basically we, we got the idea for our first project, which which we then put our full concentration on trying to make into a reality for yeah. the public. Yeah, yeah, trying to bring it to the public. So. And 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 then as it got
1: further and further, like we thought we well, were going to do this. We really we really want to do this properly. We, mm-hmm. we kind of want to do this through through the the branch of a company, and like we want to be able to go and apply for for funding and and the things we want to be able to sort of. Our actors and, yeah. and, and it was slowly morphed into this sort of more professional sort of uh, thing from, from there, which we felt was really really important because there's, there's lots going on in um, Aberdeen, but um, like, and there has been certain bits of things going on in, in Aberdeen in terms of uh, a theatre, but I don't think, anyway, you you know more than me, but there's been a professional sort of company that's been like, we're here to stay for, you know. Yeah, I mean,
2: duration. I think there's been a lot of uh, initiative initiatives or, or or you know collaborations going on over the years yeah. of trying to make things happen and uh yeah i, mean, I, I don't know all of them but i'm mm. sure it has been happening mm. um mm. but it just came to a time where i think we felt that we wanted to we got an idea a specific thing of what we wanted to try out and we just went for it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and true. here we are like two years later mm. three mm. years later mm. almost no, no, cool. no,
1: goodness, mostly, yeah, yeah.
0: So I guess in like for you guys, as well, we knew book earlier um, about you know you having a few shows, a few little plays and stuff, in like in Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. And so, how's the, what's the response
1: been like that so far? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's a major part of it. I mean, we wouldn't be still going had it not been for for the response mm-hmm. and um, and and one thing we were passionate about as well when we started forming a company was like getting people interested in theatre mm-hmm. that might not necessarily be in the theatre, right? Like. Mm-hmm. You have people that maybe go to the pantomime once a year and that is their trip to theatre yeah. or like, you know, people that have never stepped in a theatre in their lives, like, how do you access that audience, you know and how do you make theatre be seen in the same way you know, that sort of essential nature the same way of like, a band's coming up to Aberdeen and it's like, I need to go and see that band or yeah. uh, a club night or something that. Like, how do you create that same buzz mm-hmm. for, you know a, a theatre show sort of thing so we really start picking that apart and looking, because We've had I mean one thing right from the start, we've had a really strong response from Aberdeen's sort of regular theatre going audience, right. like which has been really, really fantastic and um who've just had a natural interest to yeah. the plays and to the playwrights that we've been picking and working with. But um so we started picking that apart and we thought, well maybe the answer for accessing that you know, non-theatre audience is like taking it out of theatres, you know. Yeah. Take you know, not doing your conventional sort of um, yeah, theatre venues in Aberdeen, and although we've got some great and beautiful spaces up here in terms of theatres, um, we thought, let's, I mean, why not do it in a pub, you know, like yeah. that way people can go, they can have a beer, have a drink and stuff, like a lot more informal than the sort of formal feeling of having to sit down in a dark room for three hours and end and have this formal dress on and all this stuff, like um, why not strip all that back and give it a much more of a sort of like, you know it's just an informal sort of night out feel that you can yeah. go with, with friends so like we're very lucky to get a lot of support from uh brew dog in the, in the castle gate chris Wright and his, his team there chris just left actually he? um, he's been hugely hugely supportive right. like instrumental in our first few shows in terms of just got what we what we were looking to do yeah um, and he felt that his sort of regular customers there would respond really well to that as well yeah. like um so we managed to find that balance a little bit from starting to use Dog as well, didn't we? Um, yeah, yeah,
2: really engaging our, our, an audience that we thought would be difficult to try and uh, engage, yeah. so it was ideal for them to be setting up the
1: stairs, right. <laughs> just <laughs> literally up the stairs yeah,
2: yeah. for us to have a few posters out and say, well, actually, there's something going on down the stairs if you want to come.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it also allowed us to have a bit of a hub there for like our last few productions as well, in terms of like we could set up the space in any way we, we wanted, like... Um, mm-hmm and like just really really open like whatever yeah. we wanted to do and it was it was cool man because we we were doing our plays there some nights and then afterwards it was like a drum and bass night in or something okay. and it, ju- it just felt like this space that's like sort of changeable that there's lots and lots of things happening yeah. because in Aberdeen it can be quite secular people can be yeah. in their own sort of pockets of like yeah. you know I'm from the art world I'm from this and like yeah. that real coming together like seems to really start to be sparking up in Aberdeen which is nice you know yeah, all these yeah, sort of definitely. different strands of creators yeah. like Starting to support each other, create a bit of a scene, and yeah. and it's really really exciting to see. Um, but yeah, like, um, and and then we've just had this response from audience groups that have just sort of surprised us as well. As well, like, um, like uh, our first production check off shorts. Like, yeah. uh, we ran it for two weeks, which uh, we should probably mentioned that. I mean, even just picking to do a, a production for two weeks, like a lot of people were telling us not to do that, like when we first started. So. For our first production, we got funding from Aberdeen City Council, and it was creative funding, um, and we just thought, like, well, that's maybe another barrier to having people that don't usually go to the Mm theatre, going to the theatre, that it's there for three nights and it's like, oh, well, I've got my kids that night, and I've got, you know, I've got various things, so, like, if we allowed that time for word of mouth to build, then maybe we could start getting these new people in Mm -hmm. um, by the end of the sort of production, so, we chose to do it for two weeks, and everybody was telling us not to, <laughs> but it actually worked out really quite well when we when we did that back in um, November 2016, and like, what we found was, um, by the by the end of the week, so like, you directed a performance, didn't you, Cameron of Chekhov Shorts, and like, um, you had them, the actors, sort of, it was three sort of short comedy plays, three yeah. short farces by Anton Chekhov, uh, he's a Russian playwright from uh, 19th century, early 20th century, and. Um, it not really been, sort of, been done in Aberdeen for a long time, and you, you had the actors speak to the audience at the start. Sort of.
2: Well, yeah, uh, it was yeah. part of the breaking down the barriers you know, of theatre, the formality of you know, the audience come in, the lights go out, and you just watch. There's something that's going on over there, and you yeah. just have to listen and pick that up. <laughs> So, basically, we wanted to kind of set up this conversation with the audience. Now, it wasn't like they were getting, you know, um, getting asked to come on stage. Yeah. But it was that kind of more direct engagement yeah. with them going, yeah. you know, how are we all doing tonight? You know, yeah. that kind of trying to build a bit of a, uh, what would you say? Uh, well, yeah,
1: a not connection, really. Not a connection, yeah. connection with the audience. It's like
0: changing that, the space and environment, isn't it? That kind of like, for some, it's like, oh, they're speaking to us, mm-hmm. like, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's actually, there's that interaction there. Because like you say, Kevin, when you do go to a fair, it's very much like sit down, lights down. Mm-hmm and pay attention you You know know, but it's good to actually break that down and engage with the audience and say well no, you guys are very much so a part of this experience as well
1: and i I think so much of theatre is that it's a shared experience Mm -hmm. you know i mean you can't just be a passive observer like and that's why i love theatre so much is that everybody can have their own sort of viewpoints on it It is really quite subjective what you take from something you know and like really really great playwrights and great plays they they leave everybody sort of thinking and feeling a different different thing but yeah. they all feel they've been connected to to something and then like that can't be recreated again so even if we we're running a play for two weeks like, each night is different everybody has a different experience regardless of you know depending on what audience members are in depending on how the actors are in that time yeah. and all that stuff like I, I, I love that sort of like yeah, just that it's there for that moment and then it's, it's gone sort of thing, mm. um, the theatre. But, um, but no, so, so <laughs> that bit when they were chatting at the start of Chekhov Shorts, we spoke about a Russian at the, the start. And like, That's right, yeah, Matthew Zajnat,
2: one of the actors, um, is of Polish heritage, yeah. but has also, having been over there and visited and whatnot, despite he lives in Scotland, he, he knows a bit of Russian. Okay. So we wanted to utilise that because <laughs> of us doing Russian plays. Yeah. So he spoke to the audience in Russian and we kind of had a we played on the joke of like mixing Doric with Russian and okay. things like that so it was just a way to kind of break down the barriers yeah. of if, if you think that this Russian uh, writer of the yeah 19th century isn't gonna you know isn't gonna be for you or you're not gonna be able to associate with yeah, it gonna, then we'll, we're gonna try yeah, yeah, <laughs> so,
1: yeah. But like so. so initially in the first few performances like we're just getting like fit like hello responses but as as the production grew over those two weeks like yeah. we started to get like these russian voices sort of shouting back to us yeah. and then like by then we just had this massive group of like russian voices <laughs> shouting back and we're like never in a million years did we think we'd connect with like the russian community of aberdeen or anything with that yeah. play but it really started to open up that idea to us just what an aberdeen play could, could be mm-hmm. you know and and i think like you know there's been some great plays that have been distinctly sort of like about Aberdeen about you know the fishing industry about sort of the tragedy of the Piper Alpha th- things like that like um but then a lot of like looking at Aberdeen it can be quite inward looking and, and, and that just got us thinking like what what is an Aberdeen play what could be a play that's relevant to Aberdeen and it can yeah. I mean it could be anything and en- everything like uh like uh, we're really into a play just now Teresa Coco Girls which is about um well, loose, loosely based on the Boko Haram stuff yeah. and like there's a massive Nigerian community in Aberdeen mm-hmm. like obviously the links with the oil industry and things like that that's equally as relevant to, to yeah. I mean I think we can have this real sort of outward looking sense of you know who we are as creatives and, and artists as, as well that doesn't have to be all about seagulls and you know <laughs> there's a place for that as well like <laughs> but um, and, and, and like I know you've mentioned on your previous podcast about new art yeah. and, and, I, and I think that's just been a brilliant brilliant sort of Thing in Aberdeen that's had no real agenda. It's just been these great artists taking yes. space, iconic spaces in Aberdeen, mm-hmm. and like just it's created this real real buzz. And it, and it feels distinctively Aberdeen and Aberdonian as well. Yeah, like uh, yeah, there's no agenda to it or anything. It's, yeah. uh, it's really know, like What you see is what you get, and yeah. there's also kind of this
0: different people, different groups of people interacting and connecting with each other. And that's always kind of been a thing for me. I think even in like friendships and stuff. Just like there's not that kind of set group of people. Mm-hmm. that I would associate with is all mm-hmm. kind of different stuff, you know, different people from different backgrounds and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think like, you know, if you guys obviously doing doing a play or doing like, doing like a theatre production, I guess you guys are seeing that more often now, actually, different cultures, different people, different backgrounds mixing together totally. in the shows. You know? Totally.
2: Yeah. 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 That's the best thing about yeah. theatre is, yeah. is, first of all, for the artist, it's a, it's a massive mixing bowl of different art forms. It's, it's potentially a the most versatile and uh, yeah way of trying to have lots of different art forms uh, interact and work together and collaborate. But secondly, for an audience, yeah, it's 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 it. You get out of theatre what what you want, you know, and you can uh, come and let these plays wash over you, or you can come for a specific reason. Yeah. Um. To you know, if it, if it relates to you or what. So yeah, it totally is. I think that's the great thing about theatre, is, it is. It's 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 for everyone yeah you know? mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as soon as you start to alienate mm-hmm. people then you know you're yeah. in trouble I think
1: and and, and I think like we, we love theatre as much as the you know like we really are passionate about it but like we've seen a lot of theatre that's just like <laughs> like we're, we're not into it and stuff as, as well so we can appreciate like why like, people don't really see it as something for them like yeah. it's uh, like oh, it's not for me it's all people in tights reciting Shakespeare pretending to be trees or whatever, yeah. but that it can be this really exciting, sort of diverse experience in this camera saying this melting pot of like all sorts of different creative people coming mm. together to create this thing. Like I mean, we've worked with video designers in the past. Like we're really excited about the idea of working with musicians and, and yeah. things to bring together like um workshop
2: designers, so you know that,
1: that yeah. yeah that element as well. Like um,
2: everything. I mean it really yeah. is, you know, the lighting design, the, the sound, but yeah. every, I mean music as well mm. we're looking to yeah engage mm. with that mm. further i mean every everything really i mean yeah. all visual art and mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. is totally doable i mean yeah. theater again you know a lot of people associated with the audience one side the action happens to the other but mm-hmm. theater can happen you know in amongst the audience as yeah. well mm-hmm. so that means you could walk around buildings and experience yeah. things mm-hmm. and So it, it's yeah.
1: and it's been this form that's been there since like the beginning of time this yeah. need to sort of share a story between one human and in another you know it's it's almost the most primal form of sort of yeah. sharing a, a story as well and like that, that's the one thing we really really believe in as a company as well is like finding the right stories to share yeah. you know um that, that that's really really important to us if we, if we don't have the story all the sort of like those bits around it that sort of visual design all that doesn't really count for for anything you know like it's like this shared human experience this connection between the performers the audience like um and that yeah they hopefully come away feeling like they've seen something different or they've had a real connection with the the story as, as well. Like um, cool. but yes it's it's pretty paramount to us, cool. I guess it's a question
0: you guys get asked probably a lot. So how do you both get how do you, did this journey start for you guys to be actors? Where did that come from? Where did that passion come from? Hmm.
1: Um Yeah, well i go, <laughs> <laughs> go first. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Nodding this to thing. Each like, other. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Um no my mine's uh i abs- I was really quite shy at school, like um, uh, yeah, quite introverted really, like uh, and um, I had to be kind of dragged into the the drama department by a, a mate who was part of a production at the time. He was like, "Oh, we, we need some." I can't remember what they had to. I think I had to play like an innkeeper in a nativity or something. It was like an Italian innkeeper or something. It was like good <laughs> no, Like I think somebody pulled out or something. It was like right. come in. Like it was just because it was my mate. Yeah. And then. Um, then I met the drama teacher there and like things started to really like just spur from there like he yeah. really gave me confidence and then like he was just really really supportive like really spurred me on but just that whole experience of like creating this story together with a, a group of people like yeah. making a connection with them and like taking something from a piece of paper and creating this whole world yeah. around just really really excited me and it's not so much the the performing element the sort of when the audience is in there like the thing for me is that process that sort of making bringing bringing it all together that's the thing that really excited me um, and and then i saw a production and so so many years ago now probably like 2006 or something a uh, black watch okay. uh, from a national theater of scotland yeah. and it was done in a harlow academy in a, like at the p.e hall there mm-hmm. and they, they just completely transformed this p.e hall uh, the plays about like the black watch regiment and tayside and the amalgamation of them and, and, and things and um, one, the way they'd set up this this hall was just really, really magical, like, this really transformative experience, and then hearing the voices of the actors as well, like, um, they were just these normal guys yeah. from, like, sort of Fife way and stuff, and, like, they were the sole sort of storytellers, like, because cause to that point I thought, like, I like this, but to get an act and you need to be like a shakespearean yeah, and and yeah, yeah. like laurence olivier yeah. sort of thing you know like and then just hearing those voices like wow well, like this is something that i can yeah. i can do i think mm-hmm. and then yeah the buzz just started from there but what about you
2: yeah i yeah i got into it when i was at school mm-hmm. um obviously a drama i had a really inspiring teacher that gave built my confidence in what i was doing but also i enjoyed the yeah. collaborative effort of what it was to be in drama and work towards things um and because I wasn't very good at, at anything else, really, at school, that took a huge um, boost of confidence that maybe this is something I should pursue. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's it's exactly that. It's, it's, it's everything that goes into um, creating a role, you know, the observation and the, the people, mm-hmm. being around people and observing people and uh, interpreting people's stories, I that it makes me still passionate about wanting to pursue theatre making and acting. And uh, yeah, I think um that's what's kinda of been the been the main theme mm-hmm. for me, yeah. wanting to be a performer.
1: It's it's that bizarre paradox, like you hear from a lot of actors that like they're not necessarily like extroverts, they're yeah. not necessarily like love that attention and and, and stuff. It's like um there is much more a sort of maybe really sort of like internal sort of process you know that you 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 go through and you're creating a piece like uh, yeah yeah
2: yeah, exactly there has to be a result at the end but i think for myself and probably probably you as well Mm. it's 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 more about the process of how you get there Mm. um and what discoveries you find along the way and what surprises you challenges you Mm. um Mm. so yeah that's i suppose Mm. that's and and,
1: and it's a buzz you never get rid of as well i don't know if that's the same for other sort of Elements of creatives out there, but it's just once you make that connection, it like never, never goes away. That sort of passion, oh. it's, it's inside you, you know. Like um, you always need to find an outlet for it. You always yeah. need to find a way. Like I think that's why the company sort of like formed as well. You know, it's it's this real way that we can channel that as well, isn't that? It? Uh, yeah. 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 And
0: what was the sponsors like from your family, or friends when you kind of initially said this is what I want to do for my life? I guess I'm guessing it was very supportive.
1: Yeah,
2: I was yeah. really f- fortunate. My family yeah. were amazing. Just. Mm. Not a doubt, even still to this day, (laughs) when, you know, I'm in my mid-thirties and I'm not necessarily bringing home a massive salary or anything like that, but um, my my family are still massively supportive of me and what I'm doing and they're they're watching the Panto at least three or four performances.
1: You're yeah. yeah. like, okay, mom, that's enough.
2: <laughs> but yeah, no, totally,
1: totally. And like uh, yeah, I mean, it's a very selfish pursuit in a lot of ways to, to have that real support network is really, really essential, I think. Like, I, I still get like this thing all the time. I don't know if you do, like, but just like, family members like kind of distant family members being like oh, so when we're we going to see you on EastEnders or Coronation nah. Street or and that's where they equate the sort of success that's of acting to be <laughs> you know like it's like you've not made it until you've being done, on a, soap, done yeah. a scene with Rita or something yeah. you know it's like all right okay but um but no but, I mean that's just people's perception on it and like yeah it's it, it's fine like yeah. but you now everybody's been very supportive but I guess it is that thing as well like there's that expectation that like you know, oh you're an actor going like act like a comedian sort of like yeah, you go on, and tell, tell yeah. us a joke like yeah. sort of thing. it's like it's not like, like so like accents they're like can you do accents then yeah. go and go do an accent <laughs> like no <laughs> <laughs> don't want to yeah. right, that was going to
0: be my next question <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, I yeah. sorry. No, so I guess like you know if you guys you know being young actors what was your kind of experience as being as like auditioning you know like in the UK down in England or Broad, what's that kind of been like for yourselves like has it been a bit of an eye-opener has it been like the, what's, and what's kind of the, the stresses of that that process been like mm. for you both yeah
2: well i mean yeah i've 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 been in uh, since i graduated in 2006 yeah I've, I've been performing ever since then and auditioning ever since then yeah. and yeah. i'm probably in the hundreds now of the amount mm-hmm. of additions i've done mm-hmm. um and yeah i mean you know it's it's rejection all the time and you're getting challenged and you you know it's 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 a lifestyle as well because you need to if you get a phone call saying i need you you know glasgow tomorrow morning you just have to drop everything and go Mm -hmm. if if that project is something that you're passionate about Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's it's yeah the auditioning process is really challenging and the way that actors are you know looked at I, i don't know necessarily if it's if it's if we're at where we should be, mm. um, with how we treat actors and additions, it is still that mentality of, you know, they're actors. If they want the job, they'll drop everything yeah, and go. Yeah, but yeah. shouldn't there be a bit mm. more respect in this yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. current culture for, yeah. you know, everybody gets, you know, for the majority of job opportunities out there, there's an application yeah. process and there's enough time to prepare yeah. for things. However, still to this day, the majority of additions happen within a few days of the casting call going out and you're like you, you've
1: got 24 hours sometimes to learn sort of like three different speeches or whatever it? it's just like it's it's, it's yeah you know, like um it's, yeah. yeah yeah no totally like um um yeah no know yeah it's, it's just this lifestyle sort of process and it's really really sort of <laughs> stressful as as, as well yeah. and like and then, and then i guess as well there's this expectation from some strands of the industry that's sort of like propped up a bit as this sort of like profit share mentality or this mentality of like you want to do this opportunity because it's going to open this door for you and and things as well like uh, you know on a different level like so and the more people that say yes to those things I guess off of what Cameron just said the more it sort of devalues acting as a profession you know because then you're just seen as uh, these people that want these opportunities rather than it being this sort of a role, a job, you know, you've got bills to play, pay yeah. and, and things like that as well, like, um, so there is, a, there is a bit of a culture of, of that as well, like, uh, certainly in, I'd say in London, like, there's, you know, a lot of that, mm-hmm. so sort of, like, can we be part of this play, you can get people to come in and see it and, and stuff, rather than actually going through the proper channels of oh, like, okay. it being a, a proper job, you yeah. know, like, um, it's more seen as a, yeah. Oh, you mean like not
2: offering wage and yeah, proper yeah. conditions yeah. for them working yeah. in the job? Yeah, know, so that's
1: certainly a thing as well, isn't it? So,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean it is, it's it's difficult, It's I mean it's adversity, that's the buzzword, isn't it? Being an mm. actor, you're always getting faced with adversity, yeah. trying to get a job, yeah. and when you've got the job, is it enough salary or wage that you're getting? And then, out of that, you you want people to come and see you that can potentially give you your next yeah, option. Yeah, what, what's it? the next
1: thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's it. Don't let it discourage you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but like, I, I always say the statistic, and I don't even know where I've heard it or if it's through it, but like t- 10% of actors are employed at any given time and 90% are unemployed. Like, wow. well, um, and then, I don't know how much... I mean, you're talking tens yeah. of thousands registered mm. actors to Spotlight, which is like the body for professional actors. Okay. like. And that's the only ones registered to spotlight you know yeah. so it's you're really against the odds you know yeah. and like yeah a lot of it's just down the right place right time as well isn't it and like knowing people helps as well like uh it's yeah it's yeah it, it's, it's it's well. really, but yeah. then equally when you get these amazing jobs and like you i mean you don't want to do anything else you know like once you get those those moments it's like yeah so you've just got to be thick-skinned and sort of dig in and mm. prepare the, for the ride innit? Like, yeah.
2: yeah i mean th- I had moved a wee bit, I suppose, because we've kind of moved away from having to go in with a prepared edition speech, like, you know, I could be going to do the next contemporary, um, you know, Scottish play by a contemporary Scottish writer, mm-hmm. and they, you know, they used to say, like, bring a two-minute speech in, and you could go in with anything, like Shakespeare or something, and it's, okay. like, not relevant to the project, it's right. just to show you and your skills and yeah. all of that, but nowadays it is more attached to the, the production that you're going in for. Cool which is great. Yeah. I mean because then you're starting to get the conversation going about what you could actually bring to that role, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. really useful. Mm-hmm. So but mm-hmm. it's I mean it you know the 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 culture of of this um auditioning technique and all that is changing, I think. Yeah, we could just do with um I don't know, yeah, a bit more time, <laughs> and a bit more respect for the actor's yeah. process, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. but that's um I think that's uh, you know, a, wide opinion of a lot of actors it's not just me trying to no. have I don't think <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah but blame me
0: <laughs> so I'm guessing like for you guys like along you know your training you know to become actors there's probably different like you know acting methods and approaches that you kind of took on and you probably use now in your shows. so if you could kind of like tell a business like what kind of acting approaches and methods do you actually use in your shows
2: yeah um, well because we've done such a wide variety of shows like we started with a farce um you know our last show was a kind of contemporary scottish drama we've also done shows for you know kids from four to seven it's you you need to kind of pitch it at different different angles so for farce what we kind of used was this commedia dell'arte, which is very much facing the audience it's 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 direct address Mm -hmm. almost like you're speaking to the each individual in the audience every time you've got a line so it's not ever letting the, the ball drop. You, you see similar, um, that kind of technique getting used in pantomime all the time, where it's direct address to the, the audience. Yeah. Um, and it's normally a very kind of quite physical, so it's all about energy and things like that. Whereas when we went into videotape, that's a very kind of, uh, videotape was our contemporary Scottish drama. Right. It's It was a very kind of quite naturalistic um, kind of, uh performance where it was much more about just observing these uh two individuals as they went about their day and that was yeah again that's naturalistic so that's kind of trying to really hone into you know making this character seem as real as possible and and letting all those uh, emotions and their their actions kind of communicate Mm -hmm. in a more yeah. real way to the audience oh, yeah so that, that,
1: that's one of the most fundamental sort of, parts of my learning as, as well as the drama school i studied meisner technique uh, quite extensively so sanford meisner was this uh, guy that was in new york and sort of studying under stanislavski and sort of took elements of it um and it's all about being in the moment being truthful being spontaneous and like you know like trusting that you've prepared your character as well as you can when you go on stage just sort of letting go and, and being in the space with that other actor and sort of sharing that moment like listening like oh. really listening to them you know not just like listening and being like my next this. you know like okay. <laughs> actually really right. really listening and like um loads of actors so i use that technique as well like um like like so many great moments in film have been these spontaneous sort of moments of the actress has been in the in the moment. I always speak about like Dustin Hoffman and like uh, that from Midnight Cowboy. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah. you know they like, I'm yeah. walking here, I'm walking yeah. that bit. So like that was literally like they thought they'd closed off the, the road in New York for, for that day. Mm-hmm. And um they're walking down the street and next minute this New York cabbie's yeah. like, I'm going yeah. down this road and, like yeah. so um, ends up like knocking it doesn't happen as they're filming. So rather than just them retaking, he just reacts to it. I'm walking here, and they okay. carry on with the c- the yeah. scene, you know. So yeah. that's I guess that's an example of being really open and spontaneous okay. to yeah being in the moment sort of thing. Like which is really right. exciting to watch, yeah. you know. Right, yeah. yeah, so that's one I feel quite passionate about. Yeah, yeah, I think
2: all techniques that that are used for for actors, it's always about trying to rep, um, try,ing to hone into an honesty within the character that you're representing mm-hmm. and how that. How that comes comes out communicates to the audience. Yeah. Um, so yes, it's, it's purely about finding different ways to tap into that yeah. honesty mm-hmm. and how how um, how you engage the audience with that
0: mm-hmm. Is there any kind of thing, I was kind of see something sometimes on TV and like, get actors saying like you know they really kind of they've done a film. It's kind of a really good film. And it's been like oh, I feel like this character has been with me. You know after filming. I don't know for you guys when you're kind of doing a play. <laughs> You know how how have you kind of have you actually carried on uh, like the character you felt like, like that
1: performance still with you a bit and how do you kind of like let that go? Mm. um Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think you maybe carry the mood of like, you know like but they they always say like, if you're doing a comedy, you need to be quite serious about it and if you're doing something serious, you need to like you know find moments of lightness yeah. and have, have a laugh at it as well. Like um, and I think d- different people approach it different ways and like. You can go down the daniel day lewis route of like i'm gonna live in the woods for like three months and build huts and stuff like to me i don't know how how beneficial that is yeah. you know like obviously works for him the yeah. guy's got loads of oscars i don't know <laughs> <laughs> um, but um but to me it's, it's important that you can leave and still have a life and, yeah. and things like that yeah. but i mean no doubt about it you, you would carry some elements of it like from the process but I think if you're living that character like all the time, like it's, well, it'd be ugly to live with you and all that stuff, right? Like some characters that you play and stuff, but, um, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think as well,
2: because you've got time in rehearsals, um, to work on the character, you need to have a bit of a disconnect where you can analyse your own, you know, storytelling as you're, as you're working in rehearsals. So, Mm -hmm. As much as um, you know, you you like to feel that you're becoming someone else, yeah. essentially you're always gonna be a bit of you're always gonna be you.
1: you yeah. yeah, yeah, there's no getting away with that. there's <laughs> so, that story of like Daniel Day Lewis and a set of Lincoln and like he was even he was like Lincoln at lunchtime yeah. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like all the crew was just like, you're a prank like, you know, like, just like nobody wanted to sit down next to him or anything. It was like great performance, like yeah. what? Well, <laughs> Yeah, it's a time a Be nice to your workmates. Yeah. Sorry,
2: Daniel Williams. <laughs> <laughs> He's retiring anyway, isn't he? So
0: like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, thinking back for you, for both of yourselves, like what was that first performance like, and what was the first show that you both did, yeah, and how did that kind of feel when you were doing that? Was that kind of nerves just bubbling, racking away? And...
2: Yeah, I think nerves are even still today really yeah. uh, prevalent in in. When you're getting ready to go on stage and i think it's a it's a necessary mm-hmm. um evil to have because it also drives the adrenaline and, yeah. and the energy that you're going to bring onto the stage mm-hmm. um but yeah i spoke my first performance i was i think it was about 12 and i basically joined the drama group <laughs> too because i fancied a girl <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so I, I to be honest there was a massive audience out there that i'd not even told the first performance thought about i just had gone into rehearsals and constantly just thought about oh we just do what's on the stage here and it's kind of all for us mm-hmm. it's not for anyone else so mm-hmm. yeah my nerves went through the roof when i did walk on the stage mm-hmm. and you knew that you'd have an audience but not knowing that feeling of mm-hmm. having a hundred pairs of eyes staring at you you're like oh okay. <laughs> right yeah no, don't, don't do anything wrong because you're just part
1: of this bubble right like yeah. um and it's just you guys in this room and then all of a sudden you've got all these eyes like ready to stare at you doing yeah. it like I, I was the italian innkeeper that was like my first uh, <laughs> never been cast as that again so i don't know, <laughs> don't know how it is. but then just like just like your nerves like disperse very very quickly once it starts when yeah. something opens up and stuff as, as well and like you hear the response from the audience like and stuff it's like yeah, it just gives you a assurance that like you've done all the groundwork and stuff, yeah. and you're ready to sort of share that story. But you yeah. definitely feel those nerves like every time you're you're on like yeah. going up on it, like yeah. yeah.
2: There's an element, yeah, of care and and thought that you've put into preparing for your your performance. So it's yeah. it's there's. And a part of you that you've invested in, mm-hmm. you know, essentially it is you that's up on the stage. So quite a vulnerable thing, is it?
0: Yeah, that's what I suppose I'm gonna kinda of say is is it's quite a vulnerable thing to be like on the stage and also kinda of like holding call and for people to to pay attention to you and not kind of like be distracted by thinking, okay, I'm so in tune to this performance just now. And that's quite a skill mm. to kind of, to develop over the years. But for me thinking about that, I'll be shitting myself. <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing this stuff at school and then we to have like, you know, we or little groups and then like the drama, hall they you have to perform at the end. And I've be like the one always first, I'm going first. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, it's get over and done with. Yeah. You're yeah. Friends, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Totally, yeah. 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 No, it's, it's, it's not a natural thing to do really, is it? It's like, yeah, yeah. get up in front of all those people. Yeah. I know. I
2: think I would find it far more daunting if I had to go on the stage just as myself, okay. and that there wasn't a character or there wasn't something that I'd prepared, mm. um, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. to perform. Right. So I mean, that yeah, I I really I watch all these TED talks and I'm like, how are they doing that? Mm-hmm. Eighteen yeah, minutes yeah. of just <laughs> them up there talking about a subject of theirs. I'm like, what? Because mm-hmm. I need like at least two weeks preparation <laughs> 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 and coming up with a yeah. Character that I've carefully crafted and thought about to kind of be able to mm. f- feel like I could go on, and even then I'm still nervous. Yeah. Um But yeah, it's it's a it's a weird one, isn't it? You just put some lights in one corner of a room, and and then you've got to walk into it, and all of a sudden it becomes yeah. a daunting prospect. Yeah. It's, probably,
1: it's probably best not to overanalyze like why you do it, like why you want to do that. Yeah. Is that great? like like because we yeah. would all be in like therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, it's, yeah, it's one of these things. Um, I had um, Jenny
0: Hood last week. Um, she was on the podcast and you know, we spoke about actually being a creative, or being an artist and also like, you know, you know, if for you guys as actors, you know, do you think, you know, you have that kind of job to reflect on what's going, kind of going on right now, especially, you know, even though we're in the UK, but even Hollywood, you know, the Me Too movement and stuff and Time's Up, like, in your performances? About, do you think it's like, you know, there's that responsibility to speak up against this kind of stuff and say,
1: what well, you know, yeah, uh, well, to, I mean, I think we'd really invest and in try to make our yeah. stories relevant. Yeah. I, I think we're acutely aware of not like having any political allegiances and what we, mm-hmm. what we do really as, as a company, like, because we do want to make it accessible to our, for everyone and, yeah. and, and open to everyone, like, but I mean, equally, you can pick stories that, that do highlight these, these things as well. And like, as yeah. you know, up to people with their opinion on it and they mm-hmm. can take it one way or uh, another sort of thing like um but yeah like uh i i mean it's really important to us to you know pick something that people can definitely connect to and things like i wouldn't say we actively go and seek those stories at the moment as a mm-hmm. as a company like um i mean individually we're probably quite, <laughs> quite political yeah. and you know like obviously having have an invest interest in what's going on in the world and yeah. things like but uh, we do have a bit of a disconnect just now i'd say with yeah, directly sort of trying to achieve that,
2: I'd say. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I mean, obviously the, the, the Me Too um, thing that's been coming out, I think it's it's fantastic that there's a platform now for women to be able to share their stories because that's yeah. horrendous, um, the way that um, a lot of people have been getting treated and that this culture needs to change. And yeah. I think, yeah, we in everything we do, we do need to reflect something that is current. Whether it's just um, you know on a basic level of humans and current culture, or whether it is a kind of you know specific area that we're, we're we're concentrating on, I think what would be difficult is to try and represent all of that in yeah. one thing. Yeah. So we need to you need to kind of be mm-hmm. quite careful mm-hmm. in in the kind of direction mm-hmm. that you choose, but, like Adam said.
1: But also in terms of the the um, way a project sort of forms, you, you mm-hmm. apply for this funding maybe like six months before you actually perform it, yeah. right? So like to pick something that's like in the news, and that, I mean, the news is so fast moving yeah, these days, you yeah. know, you, you need to be almost updating on a weekly basis, like, from, from one thing to another, so it's quite difficult to think what, what's, going, what's going to happen in the, in the future in, in terms of that, but, like, um, but no, like, I don't, like, the sort of Me Too, too movement, like, uh, my main sort of experience of that, like, I, I remember hearing stories of Kevin Spacey when I was living down in London, eh, like, so oh, this man. is, like, back in, like, sort of 2012, and you, you heard these rumours and stuff, yeah. and, like, you heard these various, like, actors saying... It was usually like young males and mm-hmm. stuff that like, you know, had these weird sort of stories about them. You are yeah. like, yeah, right, like, but you didn't yeah. know whether it was like whether it was gossip, whether it was true or yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And then when it comes out, it's it's true. It's like wow, like it's just this whole other world, this undercarriage of the industry that like is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's going on. Like yeah. it's um, yeah, and it leaves a really bitter taste in your mouth, do not it? It's like mm-hmm. people taking advantage of their sort of positions in that way. It's horrible. And almost kind of to some degree I'm guessing for like, you know,
0: and I, I was touching the podcast before but um about Karen Spakey with, um, Karen Spakey, Karen Spakey <laughs> Kevin with Lauren Atkinson and it's just kind of like, you know, she said that she had a friend that works in London in the theatre as well and saying, well, kind of heard the same stories yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And it's kind of like, well, I don't know if like, kind of like the old Vic maybe kind of facilitates some of this behaviour as well if they kind of, you know, because there would have been conversations going back and yeah, forth yeah, and stuff yeah. and Mm-hmm. It's kind of a shame because, mm-hmm. like, you know, I love going to the theatre, I love seeing acting and you know, performances and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, almost kind of like, you know, there's a lot of people that I probably seen in films and can, oh, we really? like those performances, and now I'm kind of like, oh, God. you know, right. like, totally. it's a bit, it's very really disappointing and stuff to kind of like see that stuff. Yeah. But um, equally, I think, you know, like you say, you know, how the, how the news is and how stories keep changing all, all the time, yeah. you can't cover everything, and maybe it's just like, you know, I'm sure in a few years' time there'll be like a play written about this or of
1: film Totally, <laughs> this. Totally. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, equally that that sort of thing. I mean, there might well be sort of things in the works with that, but that takes yeah, time as, as yeah. well to come out, because 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 there is in theater as well. It's sort of development culture. Like things go through a sort of development stage. So the writing of the script happens. Then yeah. It's tested in a room. Then it's sort of tested in front of an audience. Feedbacks given. Sort right. of changes to the yeah. script. It's, it's this real sort of like process. So. Yeah. Like, I guess as theatre makers, we, we don't have that luxury to be as instant with our responses to what's going on in the world as, as such as, like, I don't know, somebody that's an artist maybe could, or yeah. a musician that could sort of write, write a song and sort of go yeah. and record it, and within a couple of weeks, like, we're sort of hands are tied a little bit like that, I'd say, as well. Um, yeah, and, that, and like, I, I guess the whole way um, the funding's going to happen as well for, for projects sort of like changing and adjusting as well, like it's just come out this week that a load of like companies that had that regular funding uh, um that from creative scotland so in big big amounts of money and like they were able to sort of pre plan what they were they were doing for you know about three years ahead and right. things it's been taken away for a lot of companies as okay. as well just and that's, that news has just come out this week so i think right. it's going to be a lot more based in the theatre world on a project to project basis rather right. than it being like this overriding sort of thing it seems like it was really it was really shocking to hear some of the companies that were involved in that like um companies that have been going for years and years yeah. just had it taken away um so yeah it's just like i think we do need to think about it project to project rather than mm-hmm. yeah like the strategy yeah yeah and it's, it's one thing wanting to do something and then it's the logistics of doing it that's yeah. what we <laughs> find more and more as we go on as a theater yeah. company you know it's right. uh yeah well,
0: so, um one question i wanted to ask you about is that how do you feel like how, how do you feel people connect through the theatre? You know, going by my own experience. I think that's quite young. It was like on a school trip or something, you know. And then almost like, because my wife's very much into musicals and the theatre, and kind of re, kind of re with that from in like my late twenties and stuff. And you know, I find it a very, very experience. I really enjoy the theatre and a musical. I'm not ashamed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> God, I actually really enjoy a good musical and stuff. So, um, how do you think like the public connect through the theatre? For you guys, I don't know what your views on that is.
1: Yeah, I I just don't think it's someone so I'm just speaking from the viewpoint of Aberdeen that's fully being realised and capitalised on just now I'd say. Like and like for for me personally when it comes to musicals, I'm just a bit too cynical a person to like <laughs> invest in a musical. I'm like, mate, why are you singing about that, you know? <laughs> like um, and like I think that there's a there's a place for that and like there's a real audience for that as well. Like um but to to me it's like having an actor sort of like really be vulnerable and sort of share something on stage and make that connection that's that's what's ex- exciting like um and um yeah i don't think there's like a lot a lot of that going on uh, really um and um yeah i just think it's a lot to be capitalized on like don't i like really, yeah, yeah
2: but there's room yeah there's room for everything that's yeah. like with theater it's a melting pot of a lot of different things and uh I think up here in the northeast, it's yeah, it's it's certainly predominantly what's what's out there in yeah. the public domain in terms of being able to see advertising. As you're always seeing the musicals, you're always seeing these things. There, there are you know it's there are other things that are out there. It's just it's it's not what's maybe perhaps popular right now. But you know there was a time when musicals weren't popular. Yeah. And you know now look at that now. So what goes to say that what what is getting produced that's not a musical, isn't actually also of real quality and going to provide something, um, you know, just as valuable to the audience that are going to see musicals, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I think, uh, you know, but it's a a platform for people to be able to come and and experience what what they want. If it's entertainment or escapism or if it's something that they want challenging or it's an issue that they relate with, then... You know, it's a forum there for them to be able to kind of, uh, you know, come and experience that, yeah. what that, what that is. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, what, what, certainly, what we're trying to do is is trying to reach out and and find new audiences for theatre, not because we, you know, we're trying to force them into it. Yeah. It's because we're trying to say, look, there's, you know. We're homegrown, and we're wanting to kind of directly engage with uh, the communities, yeah. the local communities. Yeah, there's right. just a lot
1: of unheard voices in Aberdeen, unexplored sort of territories, like yeah. you know types of theatre. Like I mean, one massive ambition us is like we'd really be excited about doing some Shakespeare in Aberdeen, like oh, okay. and uh, you know that would be <laughs> you know off in the future in terms of like just now just budget delayed we're kind of doing smaller cast plays and yeah. unfortunately, you know, Shakespeare, there's, so, there's no getting around that, you know, <laughs> like yeah. you, you've got big a, big, a, big, a big number to, yeah. to pull out of. That. I mean, like, um, so there's just tons of sort of thick, unexplored territory yeah. um, in Aberdeen currently, like in terms of theatre and Yeah, it's I definitely feel like,
0: and I've, you know, I've said it as a previous guest on the podcast, there's kind of seems to be like this kind of wave of positive change in Aberdeen. I, I can't explain it, I can't verbalise it, yeah. but I can just feel and see these, Changes and the way it was maybe from the creative community from people like yourselves. But I just see something happening that I've never seen before. Yeah, yeah. That's I, kinda, I, I think that's it, man. because yeah.
1: Yeah. You, what you've been in Aberdeen a little while now, yeah. Isn't yeah.
0: That? Well, I was getting a year wrong, so <laughs> I, I'm gonna say it's probably about thirteen or fourteen years. I'm I'm saying,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, totally. I'd say like maybe that was about ten years ago. I sort of left Aberdeen, and it was this sort of like nothing happened here. That was yeah. the classic thing, yeah. Um, but coming back it just seems to be this sort of wave of positivity and it's Mm -hmm. like let's stop saying things don't happen in Aberdeen and like make a stand and say like we're going to make things happen here you know it's like which is really brilliant and like you can hear that passion on your previous guests on podcasts as well (laughs) like they're just like no compromise gonna you know make stuff happen regardless like um which is really nice I think that's it
0: because I was going to like because we're probably so far north there's so much more Opportunity. I, I feel like there is more mm-hmm. opportunity compared to like you're down south, like the big cities. Mm-hmm. You kind of would be swamped through, or saturated with so much more. I kind of just like so, for you guys, you're gonna kind of have a very unique kind of project on, on what you're doing. It's just like well, no, we're the first kind of theatre company in the northeast of Scotland, and we're very passionate about it. So I think you guys have obviously opened up a lot of avenues there mm-hmm. for people. And I guess like you know I saw online. As well that you guys you're doing like um acting workshops
1: now as well. Yeah yeah, 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 no. So so no, that's another strand as well. Because we do want to like inspire this sort of like do you know, new new audience for, yeah. for the theatre as we've mentioned in the podcast earlier. Like but part of that's like I mean just just for us, like we got to a certain point in our development in, in the city and like it was like we hit a wall and we had to go go elsewhere sort of thing. That like, okay. that was that was as far as our development could go. So yeah. like we're interested in it in school. You do a college course and all that, and then like trying, you know, ex- expand from there. So, so we just want to offer that bridge, really. Like that's what the the classes are all about. Like yeah. from people that are interested to maybe they want a bit more of an idea of what it's like in the professional industry, what it's like uh, applying for drama schools and, and things like that, and um, just just talking about some techniques and skills and, and things that have been really useful for us to know okay. before we went out and like spent a lot of money going to auditions and like you know getting rejections all that stuff like um and just a bit more of a support network there for people that want to advance and i mean there are i mean there are other companies doing doing things in aberdeen as as well uh, theater companies out there sure. like um definitely there are and like we'd we'd want there to be even more you know than, yeah. in the future if we could like five years down the line like there'd actually be like a, a scene not just a you know a handful of companies and people that are doing these things yeah. that like you know there's a real culture yeah that's seen that like the music scene's really strong the art scene's really strong yeah. it's seen in the same vein as, as those you know yeah. like, it'd be really really nice to see yeah, yeah. Well,
0: that sounds really cool and i'm guessing like you know if you guys been had the opportunity to go to like a lot of the local schools and do work and that's like, on performances
1: you yeah, yeah, we have done um, work with young people. We um, collaborate with a company called Frozen Charlotte, uh, Heather Fulton at Frozen Charlotte, who's like an award-winning sort of theatre for young audiences company. And um, doing a project called We Tales, so that's the idea of just storytelling for children, but sort of with actors involved, sort of thing. So we can really sort of bring it to life. We use yeah. sort of elements of clowning to, to do that and things as well, um, and that that's been really nice. It's a completely different challenge and a completely different sort of, a project isn't it when we do those ones but um, yeah. it's been really nice to engage with people that young as well yeah. Like um, and hope. I mean in some cases giving them their first offer in a, a theatre which cool. is a real privilege you know like yeah. to, to have as yeah. well like yeah but yeah I think
2: we would be keen to, to continue and keep keep that up in terms of going out to schools and find different age groups that we can engage with um, whether it's with our stories or whether it's doing workshops with uh, we're not quite there yet um, in terms of having that uh set up but that is something that we're keen to do to to again keep engaging and promoting the arts yeah and that's what we've yeah yeah cool so
1: when do you guys when do your workshops actually start so, so they started um last week it was the oh, first that's one that's wasn't it monday done, okay. Monday last week oh, right. um it's been great like i mean because yeah again it's that sort of thing like we were talking earlier on like is there an audience for this and like so when we put that out there we are like are there actually a core group of people that you know have this interest and this passion and like there's so many people for the auditions it was brilliant to see and the quality was great and like um so yeah we've got this great bunch of, of people we're going to be working with over the next five weeks cool. at the art centre um, and the idea they're going to have a sharing at the end as well like you know just to share sort of like what their learnings were and get yeah. like a bit of experience in front of an audience as well and it's yeah i'm, I'm really really excited about, about doing it there's just a great bunch of there like for yeah. the first couple of sessions and it's been really rewarding isn't it so yeah
2: yeah, it's been brilliant fun to have, I mean, get everybody together, you know, yeah. the folk travelling from afar, oh, like <laughs> we've got somebody travelling as far as uh, Huntley.
0: Oh, it's all, for, that's uh, the Shire, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for yeah. Trip, yeah,
2: and yeah. it's great just getting all these people in the room with the combined, um, yeah, uh, connection of everybody wants to, you know, has a passion for, for yeah. acting. Mm-hmm. So,
0: it's great. Yeah. All right, it's good. And what's the plans for you guys in the future for this year, what's kind of in the pipeline?
1: Yeah, man. Uh, so, so we, we we're doing the masterclasses just now. Obviously, yeah. that's that's going on. Um, but we're also in pre-production. It's a Creative Me podcast exclusive, I guess. No. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <I> can't. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're yeah. we're um, so we're in uh, pre-production for our next full-scale production Well right. We'll see what it is. Yes, God, God, you can, you can give the intro.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, we're we're going to be doing a play called uh, The Deep, okay. which is by an Icelandic writer. Um, however, it's been translated into a new adaptation right. by uh, Graham Mealy and it's it's basically a story about a trolloman going to sea, okay. and uh, we're looking to combine the action with live music and sound design, right. so uh, it's a new one for for myself because I'm going to be directing it, and okay. I've never I'm not a musician in any way, right. shape or form, but I'm really excited about getting musicians in the room and, and seeing how we're gonna um develop this performance yeah. that mixes the live action and text with um a sound design. Yeah, and sort, of, sort
1: of this. this idea of a sort of kind of gig theatre almost, isn't it? Like like it's the sort of same vibe you get from live music, like yeah. watching live music, but intertwined with Okay, you know, the a great story. Um so now we're really excited about that. Um and we we also um at some point in the year we'll be um putting out secret stages. so right. Uh, secret Stages is this idea that the audience don't know what the play is until they sort of show up, right? Okay. So, um, a, a bit in the same vein of secret cinema and, yeah. and and things like that. So I mean, there's so many venues in Aberdeen that we feel like have been unexplored and that could be quite oh, exciting for yeah. doing these these things and sort of transforming it a bit. So, um, yeah, you'll hear about that at some point in a bit more oh, detail course, as well. Yeah, so to that as yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it
0: was definitely good to kind of get you guys on again. Because, you know, it's just always in January, so I'm quite interested to see what your, the journey is going to be like for you guys for the rest of this year so yeah i definitely want to thank you guys for coming on the podcast really appreciate it and um definitely keep in touch you know we'll <laughs> kind of give you guys a shout on social media as always um so where can like the listeners find you as well and follow you guys yeah um, on social media and stuff uh
1: yeah so um we're 10 foot tall it's like the number 10 yeah. in ft for foot uh 10 foot tall theater aberdeen on our facebook and uh, on our instagram and 10 foot tall theater on twitter and then we've got um 10 com if you want to find out a bit more about us extensively as a company but um but yeah no it'd be great if you you want to check us out (laughs) yeah Yeah, give us a follow and and yeah we we
2: keep all our um yeah our plans updated on on the social media first and Mm -hmm. foremost so for all the kind of yeah new announcements that are coming out that's where they kind of get landed there first Fine. so yeah
0: nice well thank you Cameron and Adam, coming on again and that was episode six the creative me, creative me podcast exploring creativity in Aberdeen so yeah we'll be back again in a couple of weeks time and I look forward to catching up with you guys all right take care